Welcome to Coffee Talk. This is uh, an intimate conversation about parenting with the gospel in mind. My name is Jeff Summers. I'm the pastor of Student Families, and this is my wife, Cammie. She is the sage behind my age, and I've got <laughs> the gray hair and my beard to prove it. So, We're glad you're here. This is episode five of our uh, series on teens and technology, and we're, we're today continuing to talk about that and, and focusing specifically on Social media, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Because uh, social media has changed everything. I mean, I think about it when I was a kid and we'd hang out at the mall. And it's now they're online and they're doing all this social media. And for me as a mom, I think it it can make me really anxious because I feel like there's so much to know and their brains are still developing. And I don't know what I don't know. And I don't know how to equip them. So I hope you have some great wisdom to lay down on us. Mm. Well, I think it's helpful if we deconstruct social media, first off. What is it? Uh, my friend Matt Lukenville, who's a, a youth pastor, said that social media is primarily the transmission of text and uh, videos and pictures mm-hmm. uh, online. And so we're just communicating anything, really, through those mediums, uh, through one of those things. Okay, that's helpful. It doesn't seem so overwhelming when you say it like that. Yeah, it's kind of like if you take a cigarette, right, and you unroll it, and there's a a filter and some paper and leaves. It doesn't seem quite so scary and daunting, although we know it can kill you, and it is addictive, which has something in mind with social media. Social media can be a powerful force, but with cigarettes, we know in the history, too, they spent a lot of time figuring out how to make it more and more addictive, right? And They did the same thing with uh, social media. Experts sit around for hours in rooms deciding and figuring out ways to keep us on that screen, uh, scrolling over and over, you know, clicking on things. And and they just spend their time figuring out how to keep us addicted and plugged in. So should we just ban it for our children so they never should have any social media? I don't think so. I mean, it is a way of life uh, in a lot of ways. And that that's that's an important distinction for us, especially those that are older. Uh, if you're f- above 40, uh, social media is a tool that we use, right? It's just something uh, that we have. Whereas for our kids who've grown up on these screens, it's a way of life. And that's one reason why when you ground your child from their phone or from their computers, um, they feel completely disconnected from their friends and from their community because social media for them is a way of life. Some people have, like some of their friends are online friends only even, which is a scary thing, but it, it happens. So we shouldn't ban it because it's a way of life, but then how do we how do we discern the good, the bad, the ugly? Well, let's talk about the good first. There's okay. a lot of good things. Um, we use it for community, right? Uh, you That's connect true. with friends. And see what they're doing, see what's going on. Uh, so it's a great way. Oh, you got a new haircut. Oh, connection especially. What if someone that you you haven't seen in a while, you can kind of keep up with what, oh, so-and-so's at the beach and, and the fun that they're having or they got a new puppy, right? There's all kinds of things like that. Celebration is something you see. Oh, they got their driver's license. It's their birthday. Uh, definitely social media. Those are positive things that you see. Yeah, I, I've done all of those things. Celebrated and connected and... And inspiration, too. I love the quotes that Paul Tripp puts out on his Facebook page, and often they give me a moment or Bible verses. Sure. There's the classic cup of coffee next to the Bible, and people are like, oh, my quiet time today rocked. Or <laughs> or you see the rainbow or the sunset and, and some Bible verse. So there's a lot of inspiration that's happening. But it's also a, a place where you get information, right? We've seen, uh, even this morning, I saw that 
uh, the president, uh, someone said, pray for our, our president because he has COVID, and I did not know that. So you can even find things out, uh, good, bad, true, and false constantly. Uh, it is a source of information. Well, that just makes me go, okay, so if it's good that you can find information, how do you know if it's true information? Yeah, well, that kind of leads us into some of the bad things, right? Uh, as we referenced or said before, when I was walking around Amsterdam, there's a lot of bad things you can get into in a place like Amsterdam. There's a lot of bad bad on the Internet as well and a lot of bad in social media. Um, part of it is that it's... Uh, if you think about social media in general, it's, it's fake. It's not... Uh, a realistic view of your life. And and it, a lot of things, it, it's kind of this fake advertisement. So there's so many things. There's fake news, a lot of fake information that you see. Uh, people are pushing different worldviews and so on. I would imagine the whole idea that, you, that you're seeing something that's not real would make it really hard for children and young adults to discern because... Like I think of my 12-year-old, and he's just not terribly discerning on his own. So how does he differentiate between a true post and an untrue post? Part of the, the problem with the fakeness of Instagram is not that what you're seeing isn't real. It's just not all with the truth. You know, like, like It's filtered. It's so filtered. And if you think about it, it makes sense, right? Your, your life, you can, you can put just a manicured version of yourself online instead of the real you. Yeah, it makes me long for authenticity. Like, I like the people that show their room is a total mess with the laundry piled up, a mountain of laundry that they haven't folded yet. Yeah. Because I go, oh, that's a person that I can identify there with. <laughs> that's authentic. <laughs> sure. Well, and just the, the constant drain, the pull to get online constantly, too, is something that, uh, that it's a time suck, really. It, it constantly pulls us in. And we use it uh, to medicate. I mean, I, I do that. I know when I'm tired or whatever, I'll sit and, and just scroll through picture after picture. Uh, can really be something. It, it builds anxiety in teens. A lot of studies show, you know, anxiety is up about 30% if you spend more than uh, two hours online a day. Um, and so depression, anxiety, all these things can go from, there's a constant stimulus that you're having all the time mm. that students can't really turn their brain off. Uh, and they have FOMO really bad, which is fear of missing out or FOBO, which is fear of better options. They, they're paralyzed by indecision because they see so many options online for the way their life should look and, and how it should be. Uh, or FOBO is, um, fear of being offline. Sometimes, even a student can not want to not be online because they don't know what they're missing. Right. Oh, gosh. That constantness. I see that in my kids, and I watch them on their phones, and I hate it. Like, I'm like, want to throw the phone. But then, like, just as I'm fixing to, they call me out for being on my phone too much. And that whole idea that it's a time drain resonates with me. I remember I read there's a book called um, – Faith for Exiles by David Kahneman and Mark Matlock, and they took some of the Barna research and they applied it to um, the people that stayed in the church, you know, in their 20s. Mm -hmm. So they kind of did a survey. And one of the quotes out of there says, Digital Babylon, talking about this idea of technology, is strip mines human potential by making it absurdly easy to squander our most precious resource, time. And that quote so resonated with me and convicted me personally mm -hmm. that I wrote it on the wall in our house. Like our, we have a, a, 
a dry erase wall and I put it up there because I wanted our kids to see it because that whole picture of it strip mining human potential. I just thought that was really a profound way to say it and convicting. Yeah. Like I think about if you die and you get to heaven and God goes, really? That's how much time you spent scrolling? Well, I think it's great for us to spend some time looking over on your phone in that whole screen time area and say, how much time did I spend this week or this day uh, looking at my phone? Okay, so that's some of the bad. What's the ugly? Oh, the ugly. There's a lot of ugly. There is uh, a lot of powerful forces, uh, and it, it, it feeds our idol of approval. Mm. Um, to It feeds all of our idols, or, or a lot of them, as we get online and get on social media. First, we've already talked about how addictive uh, the Internet can be and, and social media and being on there. Uh, bullying is is definitely up in virtual world and even new types of bullying ways. We'll talk more about that um, as we continue this discussion in the coming weeks. Um, Virtue signaling right now, you know, with all the things that are happening, there's so much pressure to get online and say, me too, me too. I feel this way, you know, and, and speak into any and every situation so that because we have the idol of approval, we want people to feel good about us and our position. And so that can be a huge pressure to even uh, to do that as well. Well, and that's, that constant stimulus, I think that you get kind of addicted to that brain rush, right, of the scroll. It's it's kind of like, you know, going from one thing to the another to the another to the another and that no rest. I can see that going really, really bad and it being super addictive mm-hmm. to having that stimulus all the time well and your uh, your identity can be totally caught up in the online persona that you're putting out oh you know i've got a you know every party you're at you're only thinking about what is yeah what's the post what's the what's the selfie that i'm going to take what's my background how again can i make everybody envious of my life by showing the cool things that i'm doing i mean that can become addictive in and of itself so it can reveal like as we're engaging with our kids on this what i'm hearing you say is we should probably be asking some questions about where their heart is i think that might be another episode yeah uh, <laughs> even uh, finally the sexting things like that uh when you have something like snapchat where you can send people a text or a video or pictures and they disappear after they view them uh, and, and they're untraceable in that sense, uh, there's a lot of ugliness involved with that as well. But I think the encouraging part, I was talking to a parent just this week about um, a Snapchat that their child had done, and it really gave insight to that mother into that child's heart and what was going on in that child's heart. And I think that it does reveal the idols. Like if we will engage with our children on social media, they might reveal something on social media that they wouldn't necessarily say in our living room to our faces. And that can be an opportunity, right, to point them to Jesus and their need for Jesus. Like if they're seeking that approval or they're, you know, being mean to someone online or saying something that's unkind, you know, it, it does give us an opportunity to speak some some truth into their lives if we have if we can engage with them on it, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, from Scripture, you know, as we get overwhelmed by all of the good, the bad, and the ugly, it's, it's good to just remind ourselves of this passage from 1 Corinthians chapter 6, which says, All things are lawful for me, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be dominated by anything. Mm. Um, you know, that really can sum up a lot of what we've been talking about, right? It, it, it can, it's okay for us to use social media as a tool. It's okay for it to be a part of our lives 
but it shouldn't dominate our lives. It shouldn't be something that we're completely overwhelmed by and drawn into constantly. Um, we need to put boundaries up. Yeah. And it's not always beneficial. Right. right? For so. sure. So we, so on the next few episodes, we're going to be talking about posting and consuming of social mm-hmm. media and we're going to talk about the heart behind it. Right. Yeah. So we want to definitely invite you to the next few episodes. And if you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, either on Spotify or iTunes or YouTube. And we definitely want to invite you to be a part of our Facebook page, That's which right. is Parent You at Perimeter Church. You can also go to the website, perimeter.org backslash Parent You Coffee Talk. Well, and let's uh, give a little bit of homework. So uh, some questions that you can talk about at home this week. Um, how much time do I spend on social media? Am I modeling good boundaries? Um, I, don't, <laughs> I definitely think I'm failing in that one at times for sure. Well, and I think that's an opportunity to be honest with our kids. Like, this is a yeah. struggle for us, too. And to give our kids permission to call us out. Definitely. I mean, I think my kids feel really good when they can call me out for being on my <laughs> phone too much. Absolutely. <laughs> um, discuss with your teen how much time they think their friends spend on social media. Sometimes it's easier for them to talk mm-hmm. about their friends' time on social media than their time because it doesn't seem like they're being attacked. Is, is that a good use of their time? Um, what boundaries does your teen think are reasonable when it comes to social media? Yeah, and we're going to put this homework in the show notes, but we just wanted to give it to you too. Just as you're beginning the conversation about social media, I, I would encourage you not to make it combative with your children. Um, they're going to have strong views on it, and you'll have other opportunities to talk to them about it. But right now, in the initial conversation when you're talking about social media, you really just want to hear what they think. So give them space to share their ideas of what's reasonable and how much time should they be on it and those kinds of things. You don't have to go nose to nose with them at the start. You can kind of bank it. I tend to (laughs) want to get aggressive too quickly. And so sometimes it's a good time to just listen. Thanks for joining us at Parent You. We get it. Uh, Parenting is hard. And you're not alone. God has called you to be a parent at such a time as this, and he will equip you.